0: Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. This is Pastor Ray Brandon, and I want to welcome you. We are in Unit 19, session number three of the Gospel Project study, working on day two, reading through Luke chapter 1, verses 34 through 38 as a church. And I just want to remind parents at Northbridge to be sure to sign up your kids if you are utilizing uh, the worship during worship for children um, in our Bridge Street kids. Uh, do sign up. Spaces limited. We're glad to have that open. Thank you, volunteers, for participating in that. We know it's a unusual and difficult time, but we've got some great volunteers in our family ministries that are helping parents worship and Kids are welcome at all times in the service, from very young to very old. We call it worship in training, and uh, we've made space for you to be able to do that. There's actually uh, continued space for you to use uh, downstairs on our lower level so that you can be in church with your children and as you're training them should they struggle you'll be able to watch closed caption television at a downstairs table where you can sit with your kids and continue to train them in a way where they can learn as part of the body of Christ. That's so very important. It's one of the things that we value here at Northbridge. We value the church family. We value the family. We know that they are not closed fists against each other by any means but rather they are designed by God hand and glove to fit together and to work together. So let's get into the text. We're talking about Mary this morning. And she says something very unusual in uh, chapter 1, verse 38. Now, mind you, this is a teenage girl who is pregnant by the Holy Spirit. She's never had marital relations with her betrothed. She's not married yet, but um, technically she is given away. She is the bride of another another individual, as the tradition would be in this betrothal or engagement. And now she's pregnant of God, and God has said, this is This is what's going to happen. You have the Messiah in you. And she accepts the mission from God to bear this child and to name him Jesus because he's the one promised. Um, In verse 38, it says, And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. You know, one of the things that we do talk about a lot at Northbridge is the raising of kids, raising of children. And um, we've been um, emphasizing this. We just came through um, a, a season of uh, teachings on children through a seminar uh, that we had here at Northbridge. And one of the places that we looked was in the Old Testament um, where it gives instructions for parents to teach their children in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 it says hear O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your might and These words that I command you today shall be on your heart You shall teach them diligently to your children. and You shall talk of them when you sit in your house When you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house, and on your gates. So here, Clearly, very squarely, the responsibility for Christian education, spiritual indoctrination, the training of children, the raising up of passionate Jesus followers in the next generation is clearly, squarely on the shoulders of parents. And the church comes alongside and encourages, supports uh, it trains, it equips uh, parents to fulfill this mission. But the responsibility for the mission is on that of biological parents. And Mary would have been taught this um, this uh, prayer, the Shema of Israel, Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. She would have been taught from a very young age, who that God is. And here, this is um, in Deuteronomy, it is Moses, and he is recording this for a generation that is going into the promised land. And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and with all your might. I find verse six uh, fascinating. It says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. There's no wiggle room in that verse. Moses is saying, he's the preacher, and he's saying, look, these, these are this is the word of God. This is what God demands, and this is what I'm commanding from God, and it shall be on your heart. You know, this, this is an amazing thing. The, the reason that it shall be on your heart, the reason that those words can be so definitive is that the people that are listening to this, that are hearing this, God has their heart. God, they've given their heart. And and so they become teachers, intentional teachers, and that's what verses 7 through 9 are about, is the intentional teaching of the Word of God so that the next generation would receive it and pass it on to the next generation. The sad part about Israel's history and the sad part about recent history and sometimes the sad part about our own history is that we fail to press intentionally these truths, not just upon the, the, the... heart, um, or not just upon the head, but the heart, Um, because that's the goal. The goal is that God has the heart here, so that He is able to do with our hearts whatever He will. Now, sometimes in in Christianity, there's this odd thing. We give God our intellect, our mind. We give Him part, but we don't give Him all. And, And here, the assumption is that if we're following Him, that He has our all, including He has our household, Including that our household is centered around the, the intention of the household is the, the training of the next generation. And, and so as even as we reflect on Mary accepting this mission, this task from God, she readily accepted it. I think she was a recipient of Deuteronomy chapter six verses four through nine. She was taught who God was. She was taught, to love him with all her heart, soul, and with all her strength. Uh, the, I, I don't know um, much about, the Bible doesn't say much about Mary's parents or, or Joseph's parents, but we know what her words were. She said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Oh, parents, you know, we wish that our children would respond to us in this way. that our children would say, oh, I'm the the servant here. Let it be according to what you say, mom and dad. But our goal is even higher than that. We don't parent simply to have um, good children. We parent so that we have godly children um, because we are imperfect. We know that we do not do things the way that we are supposed to, entirely the way that we're supposed to. So thank God for his grace. But the goal is to, to move them towards the one who is perfect, the one who is the forgiveness of their sins and in, in ours, the one that can make them perfect by his own acts and his own works. And so we see here one of the most difficult tasks in all of human history as God comes into human history is laid upon a woman, a teenage girl, and she responds in a, mature, in a spiritually mature way. And she says, God, I will do whatever you want I am your servant. So I want to encourage you parents that are out there today, regardless of the stages that you're in, uh, I'm a new grandparent. That's another stage of parenting. Parenting is never over. I'm not parenting my adult children and my teenage children the same way that I'm parenting the two-year-old. But nonetheless, there are principles that are very much the same. And the goal is always the same. I want to raise passionate Jesus Followers. So I want to encourage you as you stay in God's word to look to Mary and to know that there was training and purpose behind um, these words, that she became the servant of God, that she bore Jesus and brought him into the world, that she even bore shame, but yet she did it willingly because she understood how good and gracious God is.